0: Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly.
1: Hey,
0: we're happy to have you with
1: us tonight for GNAC Insider. Thank you so much for being with us. We greatly appreciate it, as we have a very exciting show coming up tonight. We've got uh, subjects of... Uh, Softball and baseball as we head into the postseason play, uh, the championship uh, season uh, for softball. The tournament's coming up in Richland, Washington this week. And we're going to have Lacey McLadry, who has been uh, a four-time all-conference player. Today, the conference recognized uh, its all-conference team, and Lacey McLadry As a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior, and as a senior, has now made the all-conference team for St. Martin's softball, so that'll be exciting. But before that, we're going to hear from Lonnie Sargent, Western Oregon softball head coach, and we're going to hear how the Wolves look heading into the championship coming up in Richland, and in between, we'll talk a little baseball with a guy whose team is right in the thick of things. Rob Bishop will be with us. Rob's Montana State Billings, Yellow Jackets, right in the swing of things, and they've got uh, a lot of baseball coming up this week. So it should be a very exciting show. We're very glad you could join us tonight. Thank you so much. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to take a moment here and find out what's going on around the GNAC. In Bellingham, Western Washington sophomore Alexi Levin was named GNAC Softball Player of the Year. Levin currently leads the conference in hitting as she takes a 433 batting average into this week's GNAC Championship Tournament. Western Washington sophomore Kristen Hansen was named GNAC Golfer of the Year and earned an individual spot in the 2014 NCAA West Regional Tournament. The Western Washington men's golf team will participate in the NCAA Men's Golf Regional Tournament for the 16th consecutive year. In Nampa, the Northwest Nazarene men's golf team was named GNAC Team of the Week after defeating St. Martins in a playoff hole to win the GNAC Men's Golf Championships. Northwest Nazarene senior Nick Hardy earned a spot in the 2014 NCAA Men's Golf West Regional Tournament. In Burnaby, Simon Fraser Sr., Mike Bell, was named GNAC Golfer of the Year. Bell will lead Simon Fraser into the Men's Golf Regional Tournament this week in Austin, Texas. In Monmouth, the Western Oregon baseball team will host the GNAC Championships for the second straight season after wrapping up the regular season title last week. Tickets for the GNAC Softball Championships and Outdoor Track and Field Championships are now available online. For more information on how to purchase tickets and for a complete listing of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending April 27th, visit GNACsports.com.
0: GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedule results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University.
1: Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice.
0: Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu.
1: So it's a very exciting time around the conference and uh we are very glad that you're with us tonight. We're very glad to have Evan O'Kelly with us too. Evan, uh, thank you so much
2: for working so hard to to join us tonight. Well it's good to be here, Kevin. Uh we're about ready to get to our first guest here.
1: Okay, very good. I'll let you uh invite our first guest on, work out the uh the behind the scenes magic that you do. Let me tell you a little bit about Our first guest, he's a gentleman who we have had the pleasure of having on once earlier. Lonnie Sargent, Western Oregon softball head coach, and named today, by the way, the GNAC Coach of the Year for softball. Western Oregon won the 2014 GNAC regular season title, enters the GNAC championship as the number one seed. Western Oregon will face number four seed St. Martins in the first round of the GNAC championship at 7 o'clock Pacific time, On Thursday in Richland, Lonnie was voted GNAC Coach of the Year. Uh, That announcement made today. Western Oregon's Kelsey Gardner, by the way, named GNAC Freshman of the Year. And Amanda Evola was a first-team all-conference selection. Lonnie in his second year as head coach at Western Oregon and making his second appearance as a guest on GNAC Insider. And a busy week, I know. Uh, Coach, we're very glad to have you with us.
3: Uh, No worries. Thanks for having me, Kevin.
1: Congratulations, by the way, on being named Coach of the Year in your second year in the conference.
3: Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. i got uh, good staff around me, and uh, we were very fortunate. Our kids played really well this year.
1: Well, they did have a good year. You know, it's funny because the last time we spoke, you guys were off to a good start, but it was interesting to hear you acknowledge and one of your players acknowledge that you felt like you needed to play better. Which you know is always a good sign when you're playing well. When you're talking to somebody and they feel like they haven't um, really met their their expectation yet, how do you think you've played since that conversation? Do you think your play did improve from the middle point of the season on?
3: Well, I think it. Yeah, I, I think we did uh, keep improving as we went along, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we played some really good teams in our conference, and uh, they just happened to get uh, the upper hand on a few of the games, and uh, but it made our kids stronger and. And uh, made them want to, made them more hungry to continue to get better.
1: One of the things that I think marks your team, from what I've just been able to observe, is work ethic, hard work. Tell me about whether that comes from particular leadership on the team or kind of a culture you try to develop. Where do you think that comes from?
3: Well, I think we, you know, we try and push our kids as, as hard as they can be pushed, and. Uh, you know, without you know making them overly nervous or any of those things, so I think that that 's kind of where it starts. But we have good kids there we have a huge group of uh senior class that uh took the responsibility of uh being great leaders and and they like to work hard, so I think uh all of those things together just kind of culminated into a you know you know a great mix of of young kids and older kids and and uh, wanting to follow what the what the seniors were wanting out of this year, so uh, it was it was great for me as a coach to be able to set kind of a tone and then let the uh, upperclassmen take it from there.
1: And so, when you have so many players who are graduating, you do have the younger kids who have been able to be exposed to that and sort of adopt that culture.
3: Yeah, exactly, and that's what uh, that's what we're trying to get. And you know, we just have a we have a small junior class next year, which I think they're going to be great leaders as well. And those younger kids coming through, um, they've they've learned a lot already this year, and continue to learn as we go into the playoffs. Which uh, I'm I'm hoping they'll be able to carry on and in into the future.
1: One of those young players, freshman of the year, Kelsey Gardner. Tell us about her.
3: Yeah, she's just a great, uh, a great kid, and I think, you know, having her sister, who is a senior, be on the team has really helped her, uh, improve very rapidly. And uh, she was a really good player coming in, but uh, she has stepped up and and just done a tremendous job for our team, and uh, and it it makes our future look bright when we have. Uh, uh, kids like her step in so quickly and and learn our system really uh, as rapidly as she has.
1: A couple of all conference selections uh, named today. Kelly Diminu. Uh, tell us about what makes her such a, a terrific pitcher.
3: Well, I think it's her her mindset. She's just you know so mentally tough, and uh, she loves to compete. She loves to work hard, um, and uh, you know she just she wants her team to do well and. And it all starts with her in the in the circle. And I think that's kind of what has made her, given her that drive to, she wants, uh, you know, to get the ball into her teammates' hands. And, and so she just keeps working harder every day. And, uh, you know, I've been, been so impressed with watching her and how she works at practice and uh, in the games as well. And uh, we couldn't ask any more of what she's done so far. She's just done a great job.
1: Another standout recognized today was Amanda Evola. Uh, tell us about her.
3: Yeah, Amanda, the same thing. She's you know one of our juniors, and she's just been a tremendous leader uh, out on the field and off the field. And uh, she would do anything for her teammates, and um, and it proves that when she gets in the game, and she just competes at the highest level. Every single time she comes out, and um, you know she was uh, she was fortunate enough to go five for six, you know, on Sunday, and uh, she was wow. she wasn't very happy. She wanted to go six for six. So <laughs> that, that kind of that that, that drive that uh, you know is kind of fun to watch with these kids.
1: So now you've got uh, the big uh, championships coming up at Richland this week. Your first game is going to be the second game on Thursday against Saint Martin's. You've got good exposure to Saint Martin's. What do you think of that team?
3: Well, I think uh, you know I have a tremendous amount of respect for for that team and and the players on the team and and the coaching staff and uh, they're you know they're a well coached team, uh, very well prepared, and uh, I know they're they're definitely coming after us and uh, we have to play our best softball game to uh, to be able to compete with them uh, on Thursday. And, you know, our kids are really excited to get going, and hopefully uh, all the nerves for both teams will kind of get settled pretty quick. And uh, it, it should be a great matchup, and uh, we're looking forward to it.
1: Do you look at any one particular thing as a key to that game against St. Martin's?
3: Um, well, I think that, you know, on our end, I think we have to clean up our defense a little bit um and be able to you know our offense has to has to be able to uh get some runs on the board, and you know St Martin's the big thing about them is they they compete all the way till the end, and uh you know if you let down at all, you're going to be in trouble, and uh, that's the one thing that we have learned about them is that they they love to fight and and claw their way all the way through games and um uh, and we have to do the same thing on our end to to uh be able to stay with them.
1: So the other uh, game I'm sure you'll be paying a lot of attention to to two other tough opponents you if you win the uh, first game you'll have to play one of these two teams Western and Central Washington. Tell us about what you think of those two teams.
3: Yeah, the same thing with those two. They you know all all three of those teams are just really well coached and just so much talent on on all of them and Central and and Western are are the same and they gosh Western can just hit the hit the ball really well and Uh, very powerful offensively Uh, same with central they've come on really strong with their offense and so i think uh with us if we're fortunate well either way we'll have to play one of them but um you know we're going to have to definitely play our best softball all the way around offensively and defensively to to be able to play with those guys
1: this question may sound kind of silly, but, you know, you, you come into Monmouth and you see what a great baseball program you've had there, and now, you know, softball looks like it's really emerging. Is there any kind of uh, shadow effect that the great history that baseball has had there at Western Oregon has on softball?
3: Uh, well, it does on me, because, I, I, you know, I love baseball, but uh, and I think that, you know our kids are are getting closer with you know the other sports and and things like that. So I think that kind of rubs off. And having so many really good years of of uh, championships, you know, it it it's bound to rub off on on the other sports. And and I think since we are so close, you know, closely related with uh, with our two sports, you know, we see each other every day, you know, whether we're inside or out and Um, and so I think that just kind of is a natural flow of things, and and we've just been very fortunate, and they're just, you know, our baseball team is just really well run, and uh, Kellen's done a great job there, so, you know, if I can uh, have half the success that they've had, then that would be uh, incredible for our program.
1: We're going to visit, at the end of the show tonight, our last guest is going to be Lacey McGladry, who's, you know, been all-conference freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. <laughs> she's really quite a player, isn't she, for St. Martins?
3: Oh, I tell you, yeah. She uh, she scares me as a coach uh, on the on the competing end. And, you know, Lacey, she, she's just, from what I've seen of her and, and competed with her the last couple of years, she seems like just a great kid as well. And, uh, you know, as a player she just is is really a good player and seems like a good leader for their program and um and has done just a tremendous job obviously having you know the awards that she's had uh to this point and uh each time we face them she is one player that uh out of the list of their players that that we really fear to face so um i it's a joy to watch her play cuz she's pretty smooth and um But on the same side, you know, we we got to be very careful with how we pitch to her or any of that stuff because she can really hurt you.
1: Excellent. Coach, thank you so much. I know it's a busy week for you heading to Richland, but I really appreciate your taking time to be with us, and good luck this week.
3: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Lonnie Sargent, Western Oregon softball coach, and he's got the Wolves playing very well and heading into what sounds like it's going to be a very competitive situation in Richland. When we come back, we're going to be talking baseball. We're going to have Rob Bishop, Montana State Billings baseball coach, join us in just a moment on GNAC Insider.
0: With ten institutions in five states and one Canadian province... The great Northwest Athletic Conference has established itself as one of the premier athletic associations in NCAA Division II. In its proud history, 71 GNAC teams have recorded top 10 national finishes, with national titles coming in men's basketball, women's soccer, and men's soccer. Covering one of the largest footprints in the NCAA, GNAC members include University of Alaska Anchorage. University of Alaska, Fairbanks, Central Washington University, Montana State University, Billings, Northwest Nazarene University, St. Martin's University, Seattle Pacific University, Simon Fraser University, Western Oregon University, and Western Washington University.
1: Baseball and softball coming to a head in the GNAC, and it's a very exciting time of year. We've got next with us Rob Bishop, Montana State Billings baseball coach, and the Yellow Jackets currently fighting for third, and the third and final spot in the GNAC Baseball Championship postseason berth. will face Northwest Nazarene this weekend. Montana State Billings must win at least four of its final six games to have a chance to earn the final playoff spot. The Billings has junior Brody Miller, uh, he's uh, is second in the GNAC in batting with a three ninety five average this season, and Coach Bishop in his fourth year as head coach at Montana State Billings. Let's welcome him to the program, Coach. Thank you for being our guest tonight. You bet. I'm glad to be here. Sounds like you've got a heck of a weekend planned. <laughs> oh boy, a lot of, a lot of baseball. I know.
4: Uh, however, it ends up, we're all going to be tired on Saturday.
1: So tell me, going kind to of take us through the games that you've got, and how in the world do you sort of develop a plan for your pitching staff for such an intense weekend?
4: Well, you know, with our, uh, we'll try to keep our our normal weekend guys on a on a pretty normal schedule. Uh, I think the the bigger thing is just managing the managing the bullpen, knowing which guys can come back on on short rest and. You know, we have uh, several guys that can make two or three outings in a weekend and it doesn't bother them at all. They're, they're you know, pretty, pretty loose armed guys. And then we have some other guys that really, once, once you get them out and, and, uh, use them, you're gonna probably get one, one outing out of them and they're, and, uh, you know, they're just not, not, uh, probably their strength is just not coming back on a short rest. So we just, by this time of the year, we know all those guys and what their strengths and weaknesses are and so we've just kinda, put together, uh, you know, a, a perfect scenario, and, and anyone that's around uh, G9 baseball knows that it's never going to go exactly like you want, so we're going to have to roll <laughs> a little bit once the weekend gets going.
1: I guess in your ideal scenario, you get some good innings out of your starting pitchers, huh?
4: Yeah, I mean, if we if, if our guys can go deep uh in the games, I uh, like our bullpen guys, and uh, we've had a lot of guys that have thrown this year and a lot of young guys that, you know, statistically, when you look at their... Their whole body of work, maybe maybe they're not impressive on paper, but they're guys that are getting better throughout the season. We have several freshmen that are throwing the ball really well. But, you know, really in the second half of the season, they, they are, uh, they're pitching much better than their numbers show.
1: One of the things that makes your job unique, really, if I think about it, I, there can't be many coaches in any sport that have the challenge of, beginning the season with so many consecutive road games before you get a chance to play your first home game. What's that like?
4: Well, you know, I, I, uh, when we're in the gym in January and it's freezing cold outside and we <laughs> get to go to Dixie or we get to go to California or we get to go somewhere and play, it's pretty exciting at that point. But after about the sixth or seventh weekend in a row on the bus, it's not quite as exciting. <laughs> You're just kind of trying to figure out how are we gonna how we're gonna keep our guys healthy and how we're gonna uh, you know just cope with all the academic stresses that our guys have and that that any team would have that would uh, spend that extended amount of time on the road. So and I and I've looked you know far and near to find other programs that are in a similar situation in there. There are some that are that are close, but I I, I would venture a guess that you're right that there probably isn't another baseball program in the in the north or any other part of the country that really basically we play half our season on the road before we get into our uh, the home stretch of our season. So I mean we it's going to take a veteran team and, and an experienced team I think to to overcome that and uh, for us to accomplish our goals at some point.
1: Well, I got to think that you and your staff deserve some credit, I mean, because you have to have them, you know, keep in mind that, you know, this is where we want to be when we start playing home games. Is that Were you kind of where you wanted to be when you moved to that part of your schedule?
4: Yeah, you know, I think from a you, – you want to win every game, but I really look at those first 15 anyway, the first third of our season, as almost like the, the major league teams are going to look at their spring training. And, uh, you know, uh, we've got to get everybody work on the mound. We've got to see every guy in every scenario. We could put them in, you know, defensively, offensively, all those things. And then, uh, you know, a year like this year, we lost a couple key players right out of the gate to injury that were done for the year. And, we, just, you know, we really uh, – we had to react on the fly week to week, game to game, and just uh, – you know, just make the adjustments as we go, and we ask our guys to make those same kind of adjustments from at bat to at bat or pitch to pitch. So, sure. you know, it's just part of the deal. And and uh, you know, I I think that uh, if you talk to any one of our guys, it, it that's just that's just our uh, that's just our path. So, and nobody's going to use it as an excuse, and it surely isn't one. And and our job is really just to be in the position we're in. And in the last couple weeks of the season, if we're playing. Uh, games that matter then i feel like we've done our job makes sense
1: so let's talk about uh this week you got northwest nazarene now what do you look to them uh as as you know the 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 most difficult part of playing them this weekend
4: you know they are offensively they're just very balanced they don't have any one or two guys that carry them and uh you know I, i feel like they're a team that that um you know it, they're an emotional team in a in a in a good way in a complimentary way that you know if they get rolling and they they get a little bit of momentum they can be a really good team and win some win games in bunches and and play really really good baseball that all starts with uh aaron vaughn and um and their other guys in their rotation they've been just super consistent on the mound and uh, they've they've got Ton of complete games. Aaron Vaughn has six complete games and Coleman McGuire has three and Andrew Gross has two. Um, to have nine complete games out of your starting rotation, I mean, you know, you asked me the question about, you know, the pitchers going deep in the game. Well, their they're pitchers, when they're going well, their pitchers are throwing complete games and they're and most of the time those are victories for them. So I think that's the strength of their team. They're, they're very, very, very solid starting pitching. So obviously our job is to try to get into the bullpen early on in the series and and maybe take advantage of uh of what I feel like our strength is is just probably more our depth of our pitching and our and that we can win games in the bullpen.
1: Do you like your hitters to go against a staff like that with any more patience than than normal or or do you look for them to be more aggressive at the plate?
4: You know, I really I really like more patience honestly. I mean, our our goal is to to get the starting guy whether whether it's through hits or through walks or through uh whatever we need to do on that particular day is to get him out of the game by the fifth. Mm-hmm. I mean we want we want to be in the bullpen. Um the fifth inning of a nine inning game means you have a lot of time left. The fifth inning of the yeah. seven inning game you probably just you're probably getting a look at one reliever and you gotta make it happen at that point. Um, so and then there's to... some there's some games where you just you know, you know you need to win three to two. I mean when Bond's on the mound yeah, you have to count on in three to two. He's not gonna give up a lot of rounds. That's a that's a pretty good pitch for one of the best in our league for sure.
1: So, uh let's talk about some of your players. Uh Luke Reinschmidt, uh, was on the show after he hit for the cycle. That must have been a, a, a it was a tremendous weekend anyway. You guys had some exciting games, but what a way to, to highlight it for him.
4: Yeah, I mean Luke a, a, a great kid and, and uh you know, I know he really enjoyed being on the show and and he was, uh, I listened to it and kind of chuckled because he, he got to third base and I was not sure <laughs> that he even recognized that he had just hit for the cycle. <laughs> and I had to ask him, I, that, that was a cycle, right? And, and uh He said, "Well, I think so." And I said, "Well, you know, I can remember the other three pretty well, and you needed a triple, so there you are, you know." And it it wasn't a deal where he was kind of stretch a double. I mean, it just everything fell into line perfectly. He had a great weekend. Uh, Luke's had a terrific season. He he struggled, I I would say, in our first 10 or 15 games. So to have the kind of uh, numbers that he's had, he's he's actually played better than those numbers for the majority of the season. And uh, what you don't see on paper with him is what a great job he does uh, defensively in center field. He's just, uh, just been a tremendous leader out there and and really takes the pressure off of our, our corners in the outfield. And, uh, you know, all, I know all of our pitchers recognize the, all the hits that he takes away out there. So he's a uh, great all the way around, offensively and defensively and just as a kid.
1: I think that's one of the fundamentals about baseball that will never change, strength up the middle. You know, you've got your double play combination, your center fielder, catcher and pitcher. There's a lot in that.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can you can uh, win an awful lot of games if you're good there and, and you know, platooning on the corners or trying to match up on the corners for sure.
1: Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we have enjoyed having you. wish you the very best of luck uh, this season uh, wrapping things up this weekend.
4: You bet. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys having me.
1: Thank you so much, Rob Bishop, Montana State Billings baseball coach, and he's got his team playing well. And we're going to come back and talk with a softball player who has been a tremendous asset to the St. Martins program coming up in just a moment. But first, let's find out what's happening this week in the GNAC. In Richland, the GNAC softball championships kick off on Thursday with Western Oregon facing St. Martins and Western Washington taking on Central Washington in first-round action. Tickets for the softball championships can be purchased online through April 30th and at the gate the day of the games. In baseball, Montana State Billings hosts Northwest Nazarene in a crucial season-ending series in Billings as both teams are still alive in the postseason hunt. Meanwhile, St. Martin's hosts Central Washington and Lacey as the Saints try to capture the third and final postseason berth. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on all of the latest news, scores, standings, highlights, and more from around the conference. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur Resort. Book a Lake Tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit CDAResort.com.
2: Look at you now. You're well on your way at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. You chose a hands-on learning experience surrounded by people who push you to your potential. You chose to work in the field, out in the elements, and share your own story at the end of the day. You chose to live life instead of reading about it. You chose UAF because it's more than an education. It's a path to the top. Begin your ascent. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. Naturally inspiring. One of the fine softball players
1: in the conference is joining us. Lacey McLadry, St. Martin's softball player, named first-team all-conference selection for the fourth consecutive season, becoming only the fifth player in the history of the conference to accomplish that. Lacey helped St. Martin's earn the number-four seed heading into this weekend's GNAC Softball Championships. It puts them right up against the number-one seed, Western Oregon. On seven, uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock Pacific time. And St. Martin's, by the way, won last season's GNAC softball championships. Lacey, a senior second baseman, and we're very happy to invite her to the program. Lacey, thank you for taking the time to join us tonight.
5: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: And congratulations on being named conference uh, to the all-conference team for the fourth consecutive year. That's really quite an thank accomplishment.
5: You. Thank you. So.
1: You're heading into this now, and you've got to play Western Oregon. They've had a tough, very good year, Uh, obviously the top seed. How do you feel about playing the Wolves?
5: We're excited. Um, We're ready to play them. We've seen them four times now. But as a team, we're really trying to just go in and really focus on ourselves um, and not really pay attention to who's in the other dugout. But we're excited to play against
1: that makes a lot of sense. So when you talk about playing, uh, you know yourselves, you talk about getting on base, fielding well, uh, pitching well. You know, really focusing on what you can control.
5: Mm-hmm, exactly, you can only control the certain things, and
1: you got to focus on those. So, tell me about your year. You, you've put some great stats together. It looks like you're a player who, who contributes to the team in many ways. Got a lot of speed. Uh, tell me about what you think. You know, what do you try to do as a softball player? What do you consider, you know, your 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 ability that that makes you a special player?
5: Well, I think something that has helped me is just relaxing and not stressing over the little things because softball's a game of failure, and you get out, you know, three out of ten at bats, you get a hit, you're you're an average player. So just being able to deal with those times that you don't get on and make sure you make adjustments and just always having confidence.
1: Boy, that makes a lot of sense. That's the kind of leadership that I would think would really help your whole team, you know, because I'm sure when you were a freshman, that might have taken you a little while to learn that.
5: Yes, (laughs) it did.
1: (laughs) But now, you know, tell me about some of the other players on your team that that has helped uh, the Saints have such a good year.
5: We just have all around a great group of girls. Um, We're all very close. There's a lot of really strong friendships. And then we also have, obviously, great athletes. We had four um, first-team players, Tavia, Sam, and Arthur Bates and Megan, all are awesome athletes as the rest of the girls. Um, But I think the connection that we have is what really is helping us out this year. And great leadership among all the returners and even some of the freshmen stepping up and showing some leadership.
1: So the chemistry has been very good. How's, how's the season been? Have there been highs and lows? I mean, it seems to me you play so many games in softball, there are going to be some peaks and valleys. Do you look back at the season and point to a particular time of the year that really was, was critical for you getting where you are?
5: Um, I think every team has highs and lows, like you said. Um, there's not one particular point in time. I feel like we just had a real big switch But I think we're always trying to get better. And so each day and each practice, every game we're still working on getting better. And I think taking one game at a time, one practice at a time, has really helped us succeed um, throughout the season. So we're continuing to get better. We had great growth this last weekend. So we're really helping to build even um, off of that for this next weekend coming up.
1: I haven't seen a forecast for Richland. Uh, We're in Portland, so we kind of assume if it's sunny here, it's got to be sunny in Richland. But it looks (laughs) like there will be nice weather. Have you heard?
5: Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be pretty warm. It will be nice, definitely in some sun.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations again, Lacey, on being named all conference four years in a row. Uh, It's been our pleasure to have you with us, and we uh, wish the best of luck to St. Martin's uh, in the tournament.
5: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much. We, uh, well I'll tell you what, uh, what a, what a great, uh, time of year it is. And I know heading out to Richland is our own Evan O'Kelly. Evan, I know it's gonna be, uh, a, a, a lot of pressure on the players, but for you, you just sit back and enjoy it, right?
2: Well, yeah, it should be a fun time. We're heading over there uh, tomorrow, um, tomorrow's practice day for the four teams, so we'll be excited to uh, see them out there on the Diamonds, and then, yeah, really excited for Thursday, um, the first game day there, two really big games right off the bat.
1: And Central and Western, I mean, you've got a rivalry there, and then you've got St.
2: Martin's in, in Western Oregon, so that should be a heck of an opening day. Yeah, and these four teams have just been so close all season long. You know, they're beating they're each other and trading places. Uh, uh, I was talking with our commissioner, Dave Hagelin, today about how it just uh, – one team will get hot for a stretch. I think uh, uh, at least three of these teams have been team of the week at one point. Western Oregon had a great month. Uh, Lonnie Sargent was coach of the month in March. So it just really um, – we're not sure what to expect, but we know it's going to be really good. And a double elimination format, correct? Yeah, that's right. So uh, we'll have two games that first day on Thursday. Uh, Friday will be a a nice long triple header there. We'll have um, three games, and that will determine our championship matchup for Saturday, um, which has the potential to be a double header with that second game being played if necessary. And if there's only one game, will that start at noon? On Saturday, yes, that uh, first game will start at noon, and then the second game, um, should we need one for the, to decide the championship, would start uh, immediately after at
1: 2.30. Super, and we've got uh, more uh, postseason championship stuff coming up in the following weeks in outdoor track and field and baseball, so an exciting time of year.
2: That's right. We're, we turn right back around and the week after this we head down to Monmouth where uh, we will have the baseball championships and the track and field championships the same weekend. So um, these next two weeks are going to be a lot of GNAC championship action coming your way. We look forward to it.
1: And for listeners who listen live, don't forget, next week we'll be on Monday night instead of Tuesday night on blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider. Evan, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week, Evan, and a good trip to Richland. All right. We'll talk to you Monday. Okay. And thank you all for joining us for GNAC Insider. Good night.
0: Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, Creating revenue streams with digital audio.